Mark Zito and Ryan Sampson. I'm Mark Zito. I'm Ryan Sampson. And this is happening. A nap time edition of This Is Happening. I, I'm i always afraid to, to do the show when Simone's asleep downstairs. So the, the, the This Is Happening is not as full-throated ever when she's <laughs> it's asleep. Baby talk. baby talk This Is Happening. Yeah, it's just it's baby volume. Yeah, I, I would just like it's it's probably not a problem, but like if she's asleep. So, so on these days, should I try to be like ultra offensive just to like make me get mad? Yeah, I mean, it like, would probably work. There know, is like, it would probably over time. I would fuck you. Stop doing that. <laughs> I I think that it would it would it would work out. She's been pretty miserable because her like molars are coming in. Ooh, and apparently that hurts. And she just makes so much drool. So much drool. It's unbelievable. <sighs> this is good faction talk I, content, right? I, I hope that's something. I hope that's something she grows out of. Well, yeah, they do. You make a lot of drool when you have no teeth <laughs> and they're coming in. I'm learning a lot. I guess so. I, I'm just learning so much all the time. She really likes pop-up books. The problem is she wants to rip out every fucking part of the pop-up book. And therefore, then the book just becomes a book that makes no sense. Also, yeah, children can't read it, so she doesn't care. It's true. Well, I read it to her. She understands a lot of stuff, but can't say anything yet. That's very odd. You're certain of this? Oh, I'm certain of it. She taps in Morse code on your leg or something. No, like that. I'll like ask her something. I'll be like, "Where's whatever?" And then she'll go and get it. And I'll be like, oh, "Okay, wow. yeah, all right." Or you? So here's she's got a couple things. You say so she's uh, got the she's got the intellect of uh, a golden retriever. Yes. Right now. Yeah. Uh, she does that, and then, uh, you know, like basically you can ask how big she is, and she puts up both her arms because she is so big. You can uh, <laughs> ask her where the planes are. That gets a single arm pointing to the sky. Okay. Um, and she's got a couple tricks, uh, you know. I, 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 the thing that's not odd but that I didn't expect was all children's books have almost zero plot at this age. Now, I'm not expecting that a kid's supposed to meet a character in Act 1, and when it comes back at the end, they're supposed to know what's going on. But she loves this one bath book called Splish Splash Bath, where literally it just goes, angelfish and pupperfish, splish, splash, splish, and then it's like octopus and jellyfish, splish, splash, splish, and then some other fish, splish, splash, splish, and that's the end of the book. There's no fucking plot, nothing happens. Do you think do you know, this is a pop-up? No, no, this is a bath book. This is a. Do you bu- think? Do you think that she actually likes the book, or she just likes you hearing hearing you use the sh sound a lot? I have no idea, but she grabs. Now, here's the thing: these aren't even books that are supposed to be used outside of the bath. Yeah. Bath books, you know, are those like they're like made out of like plasticky, puffy material. Okay. And they like float around, but she loves this book so much; it's just around all the time. And she loves this one and another one called Barnyard Bath. And they're both bath books, and they the Barnyard Bath at least has a little bit of a plot, uh-huh. but the, but Splish Splash Bath has zero plot. I can't I can't get around it. What if you went and got like the manual to your refrigerator or something, right? Mm-hmm. And you took it into the bathroom and you mm-hmm. read it as a children's book, and you just went, "Here comes the soup! Here comes the soup! Zip zap zloop!" Yes, sure. Now I you've guess. got a poop plop bloop zloop. Dude, dude, that could be that could be a book. That could work. The, um, my first word was cooking, by the way, from home cook from the Campbell's commercials. Fun seriously? Fact. Yeah. yeah. I have no idea what mine was. Anyway, that's uh, that's what I got. It's, it's a great, fantastic opening to the program today. I, I, love the, I love that I did Kanye and you thought Campbell's soup. I thought, mm, what? what? I thought you said, mm, 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 mm. Is that a Kanye mm, thing? Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, from, from Hurricane. What the fuck is Hurricane? Is that a new song? Yes. Don't care. I'm out. Like I've, I've, I've decided that I am gonna be fine. Just, just being like, you know, I understand that I'm 34 and I should still be with it, but maybe not. Maybe you not. Stuck now that you have a child, you are stuck musically. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I was stuck musically before that. I know what I like. In fact, you know what I was thinking. You bring up an interesting point because I know you've you've made this point before. But I was driving today. Yeah. 
And I was thinking, allow me to take you through my thought process. I was hearing the new Ed Sheeran song, Bad Habits, which was playing simultaneously on Hits 1 and The Pulse. Nah. I'm pretty sure there's a rule against that. Yeah, but now nah, let's use new. Oh, you're a dad. Got it. Dad new. Ed Sheeran. Okay, it's habits. not shivers. You're you're the fucking station that's playing it. So you want to shit on that? I don't care. No, I'm saying I'm saying shivers is newer than bad habits. Fine, but but bad habits is also pretty new. It's three uh, yeah. months old. Okay, fine. I don't know. I don't care. I'm saying compared to. I'm just messing with you. Sorry. Right. No. So where I was going with this? I was like, I like this song, and then I started thinking about Ed Sheeran playing stadiums, and I was like, huh. I wonder. Like I was like, Ed Sheeran is a lot more famous than my favorite musician, John Mayer, but. I was like, is that a symptom of the way media is consumed today? Like, had John Mayer released his music the, at the same time Ed Sheeran did? Would he have been equally playing stadiums? I don't know. That's not the point no. of where I'm going with this. Where I started going with this was, you know, I feel like I only like a new artist every, like, five years now. Like, it takes a lot to break through for me to be interested. And Ed Sheeran and Harry Styles, and then I started doing the math and being like, that means for the rest of my life, every five years of pop, I'll pick up a new person that I like. And I think I'm okay with that. So, that's well, also what I have to it say. seems it seems like they have to be around for longer than five years. They're new to you. I mean, you're you're pretty much like uh, like you didn't pick up on Harry Styles in in two thousand and six or whatever when One D started. No, I was aware of him. It wasn't two thousand six. It was probably more like two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was aware of him. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Is like, is like the way you're saying, like, oh, like I like a new artist every once in a while. Like, no, you add an artist to your repertoire. I you like. yeah, that's a fair point. But I would also argue that Harry Styles' Fine Line album is like fucking like he was famous before, but I would argue he's even more famous than when he was in One Direction now. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's definitely taking it. So he's 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 the if you break it out, which member of NSYNC is he? He's Justin Timberlake. He's obviously yeah. Justin Timberlake. Exactly. He's clearly, but he was always going to be Justin Timberlake. Now Are you I remember sure about that. I thought so. I always thought Harry was the one people liked. Now I understand that they all now compared to NSYNC, you could say that the members of uh, One Direction had far more solo success, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're doing so much better solo. Work. Exactly. Except yeah. for, uh, hold on, who's the one? There's, is it L- Liam? No. Are you gonna, no, Liam, are you we've done say this Louis? before, but you're Louis. gonna say Louis. Yeah, hold on, let me see if that's who I'm thinking of. No, no, I'm not thinking of Louis. I'm thinking no. of Liam Payne. You're thinking, yeah, what song does he have? Liam's, Liam's like, Liam's huge. No. Liam's got the song with Anne Marie, he's got the song with Ash in the last year. I thought he, I thought Ash sang with Niall. Oh yes, I'm oh, sorry. Oh wow. Oh I was man, confused. top forty man, I was, all fucked up. I just up. got confused. You're right. I just got confused. Yeah, I'm saying no one knows uh, a Liam Payne song. I'm, I'm saying like here in here in like America. Like I don't know. Yes, I, you do. Um, um, um. Oh God, break that down for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dick that down. No, don't even know what you're saying. Also, just by the way, just for future reference, when you're making an argument that everyone knows a song and you yourself do not know the name of the song, it's just, Dude, it just kind of undercuts the argument immediately. I have forgotten almost every song. Why? That, do you have a head injury? And I'm probably getting all the one D guys mixed up. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. <laughs> wait, is it, are you talking about the one that's like, Used to be in Wandy. Yeah. yeah, okay. Fuck it. That song that song is trash compared to every Harry Styles single. You barely like that one barely Wait, is a blip on the radar. It? Now I'm now I'm forgetting the name of the song and forgetting who the hell is it. Is it break it down for me? Yeah, it's that no. guy, I think. I think it's that guy. Or it's Louie. Who cares? They're both they're they're the fucking Joey and Lance of, of this group. Oh my god. Yeah, strip that down. It's Liam. Whatever. I was right. I, I, you had me all confused. I mean, you didn't even know the name of the song. You just, I know, you just, but like, I'm you saying to, like, I Morse code it to me. You're like, you're like da, 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 da. anyway. Uh, I, I feel like yeah. I I won't. I don't listen to a ton of new music these days. You have to hear something for a while, and then I'm like, okay, all right, sure. I also, it's much like finding a TV series. Okay, like I, in the sense that I need a show needs to be on the air for at least half a season before I even consider watching it. Because yeah, otherwise, like I don't, you. I don't want to give. And I know that you know that's a real 
chicken and egg situation because more viewers would mean a show would stay on. But I don't want to invest my time in something that's just going to go away. This would be like if I was like, if you said, Ryan, who's your who's your favorite artist? Or if you said to me, Mark, who's your favorite artist of the past 10 years? And I was like, Ava Max. Really love Ava Max. <laughs> Got really in on that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's like, yeah. what? why... Yeah. Like, like Kings and Queens was the best song ever. Yeah, it's just like fucking... Not that it's bad, but... Yeah. It's always weird to me when somebody's, like, favorite band is a band when you're like, oh, like, like every band has hardcore fans. Like, bands you think suck. That is somebody's favorite band. Yes. When I When I was yes. in seventh or eighth grade, my friend, I mean, he was obsessed. Ob- fucking obsessed. Like, on message board, talked about them all the time. Lifehouse, and I still oh, wow. think that's funny as shit. Jason Wade, Jason Wade, and those two other dudes. <laughs> and I had a, I had a friend I had a friend uh, in high school who was was obsessed. I mean, like in the exact same way, thought they were the greatest band ever uh, with Ugly Kid Joe. Who I don't even know them. Exactly, they were a very specific point in time. Do you know who this guy's second favorite band was? Uh, Deep Blue Something. Deep Blue Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, I he bought me their album. He's like, you would really like this, and I was like, dude, what the fuck? It's like, like even even in two thousand one, it was weird to be listening to Deep Blue something. I was just like, what are you, what are you doing? But like, Lifehouse. Yeah, that's that's pretty special. That's really spe- like just yeah, it was rough. There are the there are bands you know like like Jack's Mannequin. That have like like the weird following. Now you, Jack's you mannequin. In, that's Andrew McMahon, right? Yeah. Okay. It, but you run into somebody every once in a while. Like you don't hear anyone or anything about the band, and then you run into somebody, and they're like, "Oh, let me show you my shrine." Yeah, 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 yeah. Sarah is uh, my wife. Sarah's friends, uh, fans of bands like that, like bands that are like early night or late nineties, early two thousands, like pop punk. Where those yeah. fans, like, the numbers of them have dwindled, but the people who are in are fucking in. Sarah's favorite bands are Saves the Day, uh-huh. uh, Say Anything. Um, she likes this one band called Circus Survive. They were really angry. I went to a Circus Survive concert with her one time, <laughs> and I was horrified. I was looking around like, are we okay? People were just, like, beating the shit out of each other in mosh pits. I don't know. Like, it would be really weird if, you know, the bands that I was into when I was younger, mm-hmm. that if I was, like, still into them. Like, what like bands were they? If I was still wearing around a Smashing Pumpkins t-shirt. But why would it be weird if you were still into Smashing? It's weird that you listen. Like, it's way weirder that you're a guy over 40 that knows about pop music. Way weirder. Yeah, like, I was just going to say, like, you don't ever pick up any new artists. And I'm like, so you're not, like, with me learning about or, you know, downloading Bad Bunny. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, you think it would be weirder if you were still a fan of Smashing Pumpkins as opposed to uh, Bad Bunny? Yeah. Okay, so here's what I need you to do. I'm, uh, yeah. You, but because can you just I... hear me out of this. Can you just do some, one thing for me? Oh, yeah. Just, like, get a mirror and look in it. Okay. And then tell me that it's weirder that you're a fan, that you think it would be weirder to be a fan of Smashing Pumpkins than Bad Bunny. But you need to be looking in the mirror at yourself. That's what's important about the exercise. Yeah, I have no issue with this whatsoever. In fact, I think it's I think it's uh, the ability to move on is is really important. Well, you bring up a, 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 a the counter argument is so you're saying every artist is disposable and you should only listen to them for a little bit and then move on. Um, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, okay, like, I'm trying, there are artists that I've held on to for my whole life that, like, I still really like from then and now, but there aren't many of them. Well, I'm not saying and every it, artist is like that, but, but you know, you buy a ticket for the ride. I guess, but, like, you shouldn't be, like, I don't know, dude, I'm trying to think of, like, another, like, 90s band that I was into, right, like... I, I I don't I shouldn't be so upset if I'm not into the violent femmes when I'm 40. I know, but the odds that the idea that you think it's weird if you were and like it's it's it's, it's more I normal it's to weird be... if you haven't picked up anything else. Yeah, I don't know if, if, if you I think it's weird if you and, and I get it. Most people are like that. But I just I, I and maybe one day it'll happen to me. That I'm just and may you know I've I've worried that I'm almost there, but then I'm well, like. Well, this nah, comes I'm down to what do we judge weird as? That what the like you can't say the majority is weird, the minority is weird, right? 
Like, otherwise you sound like a fat girl's in yearbook quote that's like, I, guess I laugh at is- you because you're all the same. <laughs> you may laugh at me because I'm different. <laughs> like, like you can't, you can't fucking, you can't say that, oh, everyone does that and they're weird. I'm not weird because I don't. I'm not saying it's good or bad, but by the okay, definition yeah. of how we work on weird, right? Like, I guess maybe weird is not the right word then. Like, I, I am almost thinking, like, healthy. Okay. But I think it's almost unhealthy to be like, I will allow myself to like this for four years and then I'm moving on. I think that's symptomatic of your career because you're constantly, if you think like as far as for radio formats go, you are playing the most new stuff all the time and people don't stick around. You you work in a disposable uh, medium. Yeah, everything around us is disposable. Yeah. I mean, like, 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 just be, I don't understand why people, and, and listen, maybe with all the Marvel movies, it's going to come out in the same way that Sarah's into these 90s bands, and there's like, you know, the people that are into those pop punk bands from that era, and how diehard they are, maybe the people that are growing up with Marvel movies are going to be like that. Yeah, but... It- but people, people aren't like that with movies, and people aren't like that with fashion and with clothes, but all that shit's disposable after six months. Yeah, I think it's 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 more likely. Now, I actually would argue that music is sticks around far longer than any type of TV. Like I went back as I said, I think I mentioned this a couple of months ago. I was rewatching How I Met Your Mother with my wife cuz she'd never seen it. And I was like, "Oh, a lot of this is a little dated already." Whereas you could a song that came out in 2006, you might still love it the same way. But when you bring up that all artistry is disposable i would argue that you work in a music format top 40 that is particular to particularly disposable in the sense that 15 years ago maybe even let's say 20 years ago the foo fighters release a song right there's a chance you you would have played that on hits one right yeah right now there's there's that now 15 years ago a rock channel was playing that and hits one was playing it the foo fighters release a new song today Hits one's not going to play it. The rock channel definitely will, though. So things stick around longer in other genres, I would argue. I guess. I don't see. I'm not looking at it this way. You're looking at it sort of in that um, uh, bubble, right? And I look at it in more as like everything changes and you should be changing with the world around you. Like, of course, of course, the, the music's going to change and and. It, it, it's I look at somebody who who hasn't changed musically, right? Mm-hmm. Who hasn't started listening to new bands, who hasn't started to explore a new genre of music they never heard before, as somebody who shows up, you know, in a plaid business suit like their share from Clueless. Yeah, but I it, it's it's sort of like if you showed up if you like if you're listening to the same music you did in the 90s or you did, you know, like in the early 2000s, think of it if you walked around wearing the exact same clothes from them. Well, people do that too. In yeah. the sense that and they, what and, you're and, asking, what you're asking I think is one your job factors into this uh, an enormous amount in your specific case. Second, what I think I think is lack of children in the sense that which you think would go the other way because you would think, oh, kids are turning parents onto new music. But uh-huh. I think it's a time thing. The there's ima- a, think- well, there's a generation gap, too, that you don't want to like the same music as your kids because it's immature because they were just listening to Paw Patrol and Peppa the Pig. Yeah, no. But but I mean, if once they start liking actual, you know, music, fine. Right. But but where where I'm going with this is you can. Uh, think about the amount of time when you're younger you spend just researching the world on some level, uh, uh, getting new music, listening to new bands, sharing things with your friends. You have no other responsibilities except like instant messenger or whatever the you know current equivalent is. So when you when you say, hey, you're still doing the same shit you were doing 10 years ago, it's like, yeah, because in that time that I would be looking for new music or whatever, I'm I'm fucking paying bills and being busy and doing adult stuff. I, it's easy. To, I'm, I'm not saying it's right, but it's easy to see how it happens. Yeah, I don't think you have to explore that much. I mean, you pretty much you get comfortable and you stick there. It's it's getting comfortable. I think it's the it's the it's signal. It's a symptom of the end of your personal growth. That's fine, but the, here, here's how come no one says if you're like I don't like olives. And no one no one keeps being like no. You need to keep eating olives. You're allowed to say you know what I've tried enough olives in my life. That I'm good. I don't need to try olives. That no one says that's the end of your personal growth. 
No, but we're talking about you only ordering the number two meal at McDonald's every day. But you found all the meals that you enjoy. <laughs> I guess. I don't know, dude. I see it. I see it as like giving up on 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 personal growth and almost sort of like a, a resigning that you're waiting in, in you know, in, in death's waiting room. You might as well move to Florida early. I don't think listening to the same music says that you're in death's waiting room. I no, and listen, I have I, I'm not and I'm not even saying if you listen to the same things as you did then, there's not even anything wrong with that. But I'm saying if you haven't grown past that. I, I don't understand. Like what that, that those are two conflicting thoughts. No, they really aren't. A lot of people like, like only will stop listening, you know, like nineteen or 2001, mm. right, is the end of their musical exploration. Whatever station they listen to on a radio or on a on a stream is going to be music from that era. Whatever like like they're not going to turn on it's a, a, a hip hop station on Saturday night and see what's there. Why the fuck would they? Why do why do they have to? That's what I'm see that's where I that's then then that's just giving up and wearing the same style. Like if you're going to listen to the same music from 20 years ago, are you going to wear the same clothes from 20 years ago? It's uh, yeah, but it's like, how it's it's your personal growth. If you but if you don't like like I wouldn't listen to a hip hop station on a Saturday night. I don't like hip hop. I like that's very fine. specific hip hop. That's fine, but I'm just meaning like you're not you're not putting your toe in another pool. That's fine. Now now here's the thing. If I like if I like dudes who play guitar and I at least am listening to a new dude that plays guitar. Am I still exploring, or are you saying that I need to go into totally different genres? Um, I think there is there's a sort of a subset here between really doubling down on your on your on your genre mm. and finding obscure artists that you think are going to be big and fit into what you like, and accepting that you like other popular music. I think it's fine to just be like, "This is the shit I like." This is it. This is what I, mean, I re- yeah, it, now look. Right. I, I think it's for like my, wine at the end of the day. What you like is what you like. And I, I think the I think what happens is the trickle of people who make it into the you know sphere of this is what I will listen to starts to slow down a little bit. And maybe you pick up a new one here and there, but you will never consume culture the way you did when you were in high school. Is I just think that's how it goes. It, it is, but. I mean, and you're right. I'm jaded because it's my job to consume culture. Mm-hmm. But I still think it's just because people give up on it. I don't know. I don't know if they give up as much as they get distracted with other things. I, I would I would say it's in that. The, the, I, listen, I, I there's no scientific study on this. This is me anecdotally looking around. But probably the same people, like in the same way that when you give up on fashion and when you give up on music, is probably when you stop getting promoted at work and stop thinking about the, the dreams you used to have. Oh, I don't think so. Like I, I don't think I'm done being promoted at SiriusXM. I don't think anyone would make that argument. And but you get you get what I'm saying though, because I think it's all part of the same symptom. I think it's all part of like when you give up on your personal growth. That's part of it. It's I a symptom it's, of it. I think it's when you. I actually. Well, personal growth is an interesting way to put that because yeah. because I think it's holding on to a part of yourself as you start to look at other things. Like if you have a kid, you're now invested in their growth, maybe perhaps more than your own, and therefore. You're still growing because, you know, you're you're taking care of this little thing, you're 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 working on on this person, but your own habits and desires sometimes are secondary. So by listening to the old music that used to, you know, be you, you're still holding on to a part of yourself. You're reminiscing. On some level, you're not growing. Yeah, but you're growing in different ways by take by helping that person grow. Maybe personal growth is is No, you're, you're growing somebody else. You're yeah. your person you're not growing. You're growing somebody else. So as scenario. I said, it a lot of it I think comes down to people with children. Well, yeah, and giving up, and and still, what you almost just proved my point—that's giving up on your personal growth. I'm saying, yeah, I said, or I, sacrificing I your personal. Wasn't growth. disagreeing. I was saying I think that's why people hold on to their old shit. But also, if, if it makes you feel good, who gives a shit? Right, and I'm listen. I'm not making a judgment on it one way or the other. I'm just saying it's not for me. And, and that's one thing I see is a symptom of it. But here's here's my question. Uh-huh. If I love John Mayer. Right. If I Oh, and by the way, you you had you had the question about John Mayer and Ed Sheeran? Yeah. I don't think it's a matter of timing. I think it's a matter of tempo. Yeah, probably right. But 
and that's that it was really just a, a thought I was had that was the jumping off for this other thing but yeah I hear what you're saying um and Taylor Swift but the <laughs> the 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 thing is with with so I love John Mayer if if it's 10 years from now and I'm listening to John Mayer's 2006 album Continuum exclusively uh-huh. okay I would say that I have not grown if I'm listening to the new album that John Mayer just put out, I think there's still growth there. It's not like I'm like, oh, I'm only sticking in the past. I, yeah, but sometimes, sometimes the 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 um the prejudices you have against other music come from the same period where you picked up the music you listen to. That's true, but basically, what you're saying is that artists themselves can never change. That once you like one of their albums, all their shit is going to sound like that. I know. I mean, all I'm really saying is, is that if you're listening, if you haven't changed in in a long period of time musically, then you should consider that a symptom of other problems. That I don't agree That's, with. Yeah, no, I do. I'm, I mean, I'm, like, yeah, listen, I'm just telling maybe, you I don't. Maybe you're, maybe you're somebody who only listens to the score of Jaws and Jurassic. Like you only listen to John Williams scores, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe, maybe that's fine. But but for me personally, if I stopped doing that, I would worry about myself and about my um, ambitions in life. Yeah, I mean, I, I get the point. I get the point. There's probably a kernel of truth to it. But that's somebody just being stuck in their ways, and that can happen with anything. Whether it's movies, music, the food you eat, the clothes you wear. Like, that can happen with anything. Yeah, I don't think it's specific it to music. No, it's not. That's what I'm saying. It's a symptom. It's just one symptom. You shouldn't. You shouldn't let. If you're getting stuck in something, you need to get unstuck from it. It's probably not healthy. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of health, you went yeah. to the doctor today. Yeah. How was that whole thing? Uh, I did something interesting today that I never thought that I would do. Oh, do tell. I got my first mammogram today. You got a mammogram? Yeah. Oh God! I mean, what do you think when you tell me things like I'm just so like? Do, do you have huge titties? Is that what is that what I'm supposed to take away? <laughs> no, from this? I have a I have a painful lump on my left left breast. <laughs> I know this isn't funny, but what <laughs> is it? Just like a? Is it just like an ingrown hair? No, 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 no. It's underneath. It's in there. Um, and there's a couple other lumps in there too. And and so, dude, I've been dealing with this for a few weeks now. Okay. Um, but my doctor was uh, in an abundance of caution sent me for uh for a mammogram today and uh and well, thankfully, now i'm googling male breast cancer it it happens it does happen. it's rare it's rare but it happens breast um, cancer in men does account for approximately one percent of breast cancer diagnoses yeah all right so it, do i have to buy a, a crucial catch sweatshirt or what are we doing What's no happening? no, no I'm, I'm telling you i'm okay yay like, all right thank, great thank god i'm i'm okay everything's fine but it was just it was it was very interesting to uh to be going through this what do to what is getting a mammogram like? So I I had heard about this before, but I didn't realize that. But they I'd heard about the uh, the squeezing, and I really didn't get what it was. Yeah, like does it hurt? It didn't hurt me. It was not pleasant, right? Uh, uh-huh. Like I wouldn't say this was the most pleasant experience, but I don't have a I don't have a large. You know, there's there's a little bit there, but there's not a ton. And so basically, what they do is they they have you flop it onto the onto a table or a platform sort of right and then they take another thing and squish it down in there like you you're pressing as hard as you can against it to shove as much as you can in there and then they press down on it to flatten it uh, i thought i thought mammograms were like done standing up yeah it was standing up okay i see i this is true when i was like 14 i swear to god i thought being like a mammogram technician was probably the best job in the world <laughs> I was like, think about this. <laughs> you get to see everyone's no, I could, boobs. I could see the, I could see, yeah, and then, and then you grow up and you, you get to see everyone's boobs. Oh, no. Oh, my God. And, but you, 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 um, there was what, 30 pounds of pressure on it. 
Okay. Because there's a little gauge that said how much pressure was on it. There was there was thirty pounds of pressure on that. I uh, I don't even know what to do with this information. Like I'm just like, all right, good. Glad you don't have male I, breast cancer or just yeah, breast I cancer, I guess. No, but it, it was a, sort of like a really weird thing because it's been there for a while, and I'm like, ah, it'll go away, it'll be fine, and then it and it just didn't. And dude, like it's it's you can feel it. Like dude, if you were here, I'd show you right where it is. Like, That's it's okay. Like, we're good. Yeah, but it's it's uh, and it hurts. So. Um, it was it was very you you always say that I never talk about anything medically that I go through. Well, Jesus Christ, I don't think you're going to be like, "Yeah, I got my tits looked at today." I just figured <laughs> I like But yeah, it's What a, is it's it? A, a cyst? Do they know it's what a it lipoma. Is? It's a lipoma. What's a lipoma? It's uh hold on, let me get you the actual definition. It's basically a fat lump. Yeah, well, could have told you that. Yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, let's see, a lipoma. A lipoma is a fatty tumor located just below the skin. It isn't cancer and usually harmless. A lipoma is a slow-growing fatty lump that's most often uh, situated between your skin and the under- so underlying muscle layer. So how do you get rid of a lipoma? That is, so it's the, today we just figured out that, like, I went I went and had the mammogram and did some sonograms and stuff, and mm-hmm. they told me that uh, I don't have cancer. Great, so great. Is, yes, so that is that is the. Uh, Did you think you I had cancer? I was when they're gonna when they're doing all those tests on you. You you're like, oh shit, what if I do? Mm-hmm. Now, was right? there a part of you? It's <laughs> terrible to ask, but I'm just gonna ask it. Was there a part of you that was like, oh fuck? I mean, it's one thing to get cancer; it's another thing. Like you were gonna have to be a dude that's like, I gotta take time off from work, and people would be like, why? And you'd have to be like, I have breast cancer. <laughs> like I know that that's not funny. <laughs> but I, like, I, 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 you know, it was I was I was wondering like how if 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 I had to like what it would be like yeah. Now were you gonna just be like I have cancer and make people think it was like not you know like like well, and then and then tell them or was it gonna be your thing where you were like I am gonna remove the stigma around male breast cancer. I would, but in some way I might you know like I could end up being some sort of a you know spokesperson for it if it if, if it had unfortunately or fortunately you know what i'm saying hello it's me ryan sampson from the morning mashup gentlemen i'm talking to you today raise your right hand no we're not going to take a pledge put it over your heart start to massage i mean dude you're making fun of it but it's 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 no not- no i want people to check their breasts i get it yeah put put your hand over your breast now just oh grab that meaty part a little bit mm, okay a little twisty twist, if you want. I mean, it was a little weird. Nipple might get hard. Don't worry it was, about it. It was a little weirder being in the waiting room because, like, the building I was in had different floors, right? And it was it was an, it was a radiology place or imaging place that that did you know they did MRIs mm-hmm. and all the all the sort of so the mammogram floor. As you know, it's like I'm going onto it and I'm sitting was in the it waiting room. Just you and eighty women. <laughs> it wasn't eighty women, but yeah. Were you just like, what's everyone here for? Well, I think they were a little more shocked when there's like a dressing area where you have to like, you know, ro- doctor robe up. Yeah, and the fucking men's room is just covered in cobs- cobwebs. They're like, we haven't even had anyone in here since pre-pandemic. <laughs> well, no, there's no men's room. They were just they were just cubbies. And I think I think that I think a few women when they were walking back there uh, were surprised to see me. You know, like there were there were male staff. But I think they were. Uh, I, there was one person I who who was like, I always did a hate, double take at me. I always hate when there's a situation like that. And um, I, like I remember when I broke my nose years ago, they rush at a, at a wedding. They rushed me into the women's room because that was where like the closest mirror. And I was like, you know, pooling blood. And this yeah. one woman was like, I won't go to the bathroom while that man's in here. And it's like, yes, you're right. I broke my own fucking nose so that I could like what? What do you think? Also, what's the difference on a bathroom stall door and a like a, a a porta potty door at a concert? Dude, dude, don't even get me started. She was old and I wanted to be like, ah, oh, uh, damn it. Somebody saw through my plan. <laughs> I was so annoyed. I was like, if you think of me being my most acerbic and angry in a moment, you should have heard that. Like in, in hindsight, the woman was like, I was probably right. That was an angry man. Yeah. I did not want to tinkle in front of him. Um, yeah, I should have gotten copies. I dang it, I forgot to ask them to print out copies of my uh, of the of the test. Why? So you can fucking hang them up? 
I thought about it. I have scans I of my brain. Yeah, I know. Right? That, I have yeah. scans of my brain, and now I've got them of my breasts. What type of weird game of operation would people think they were walking into <laughs> if they came into your house? Could you imagine if I, if I like, every time I get an x-ray or imaging done of some part of my body, I keep it and then get a light and eventually just construct somewhere on a wall my entire body, all of imaging scans done for different doctor's appointments? Here's my breast, yes. Congrats on not having breast cancer. That's Thank good you. news. Thank you. I thought it was very good news. I, mentioned- I was actually, like I said, I, I was. this was in the back of my head for a couple of weeks. So it was It was. I weird. wish you'd mentioned it. I would have talked you through it and been like, one, Ryan, if this does happen, we're going to have some very interesting on-air content. And that's <laughs> really what everything should be about. Everything in service to the show. Yes. I, I, uh, I, I mentioned crucial catch when we were talking about cancers then, which got me thinking about the NFL end zones, which I noticed a lot of them still say end racism. And I just feel like the NFL has really, no pun intended, painted itself into a corner there. Oh. Because I don't understand how they can ever not have them there. Now, like once you've, once you've put end racism on the end zones, if you remove it, I'm led to believe yeah. that you've completed your task and there's therefore no more racism nor need to tell me that we need to end it, right? End it, right. So I just don't see, short of the NFL actually solving racism, which, based on the events of the week... Listen, I can't imagine. I'm sure at some point in time they had end, because they do all the pink stuff in October, right? So I'm sure at one point in time, before end racism, somewhere in the stadium, they they had end breast cancer. Well, no, they said said like October was cancer month like we're gonna just that's now why they have a crucial catch and all that but they didn't say we're only gonna care about racism in november i'm sure like in the 70s somewhere written in a stadium was fight crime you think i don't think the nfl was as so as (laughs) as socially conscious then no who knows could have been an advertisement I, i i'm just saying like it literally says this shit on the field and players helmets which it's fine, but I just don't know how you ever stop that now. That is permanently there, as far as I can tell. One after a few seasons, though, people will forget about it. They'll be like, "Oh, that was on there. Remember? We did a we we are we are the biggest goldfish of a society. You you really think that we're gonna remember something? That if they just stop, I don't know, doing you, it, you, you know, and then I let guess... a whole off season go by, that someone's gonna go and be like, "Hey, do, do, shouldn't they be doing that still? Do you think that's bad of, on our society?" Yeah, I think Oh, that... so now you want everyone to remember everything instead of move on to new things. I never said forget <laughs> it. <laughs> God damn it, Mark. Uh, You're too all right. good. NFL though, you you and Adam Schefter in a little bit of hot water, kind of on the um, I guess hot water. I, I don't know what I would say. Uh, well, this shouldn't be shocking to anybody. Fill everyone in on what's going on. Well, I don't even know if I've completely got it right, but let me make sure that I do. Is that this is this is more about the Snyder guy? Well, Dan Snyder is the Dan owner Snyder. of the uh, Washington football team, and is this, due to the is, investigation into them, this is more about Bruce Allen, the former Bruce. GM of the team. His emails, the same ones that got. Um, John Gruden fire. I mean, John Gruden got himself fired, but but I know. guess I don't know who I forgot who he was. Bruce emailing. Allen was the GM of the team, I or no? Who Schefter was emailing? He was emailing Bruce Allen. Okay, and basically said, "Here's my story." Uh, it called him what, Mister Editor or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you think know, any, you know, tongue any in changes cheek. to make. Yeah, so he he emailed him a story and sent it to him for approval, and. Journalists are pissed about this because I guess it's bad journalism practice to it's, share yeah. the entire content of your story and, with your subject and be like, "Is this good? Can I say this?" I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't see I, uh, where the line would be. As I think you could share the content of the story with them and then say, "You know, do you have a comment?" But but um, telling letting them edit it is is definitely against uh, sort of common practices. Yes. However. Um, I think it happens even in real journalism everywhere. Yeah, I would have to imagine. And and some reporters, I think it was Dan Ravel, was like, anyone using this is their hill to die on. We've all done this. It's how you make sure you get your facts straight and blah, blah, blah. And 
other reporters are like, what the fuck? This is very messed up. Yeah. I see it both ways. Also, this is where maybe my just definition of the NFL is bad in the sense that Adam Schefter, I don't really look at him as a real reporter anyway. He's like a like a PR arm of the league, he, practically. Well, he's a game reporter. What do you mean? He's a funning games reporter. Exactly, in the sense that the NFL is entertainment in the first place. Like, obviously, the John Gruden news was serious, and there are serious things that come out of the NFL, but most of the time, any news that they're leaking or whatever is like, it's it's a big deal in that world, but that world is still its own small bubble. Like, so nothing put, matters. Well, to put it another way, right, is is Adam Schefter and Richard Engel do not belong in the same club, but Adam Schefter and Mario Lopez, I have no problem with them in the same club. Yeah. Is that I get what that. that's, right? Yeah. And, and, and I would say, like, if Richard Engel was, was emailing, um, you know, some dictator being like, can I say these things? Okay. <laughs> that I'd be like, well, that's not what we want in journalism. But Adam Schefter right. reporting on, it's, it's the same way that when a movie journalist asks a studio for comment and they want to make sure that they still get access to the stars in the future. And they're like, can I, am I allowed to say that Adele's making a cameo in whatever? Yeah, it, it, there is definitely in the entertainment world, right? And sports is entertainment. There is a debate that goes on where that journalistic line lies because uh, there's a lot of people that don't think it exists and that it shouldn't exist and that the the, the so-and-so called journalists are just so-and-so called journalists, that they should be a publicity arm doing what a publicist tells them to do, that so, they shouldn't be independent of the publicist. So, Ryan, have you ever found yourself in this situation? I would have no idea what to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have. And you know I have. I know you have. And I'm not going to get into details about it, but, like, it sucks. It doesn't... It's it's just symptomatic of how the world works. That's no, why it's like... Yeah, yeah, symptomatic in how the world works, and that some people just think they can blow by standards because they don't give a fuck. Yeah. And, and, and those who have standards are, like, some sort of fools that don't get how it works. Well, I, I guess what I'm saying is... is Look, it depends on how much you want to play by the rules at the end of the day. But Adam Schefter has a relationship with Bruce. And whether good or bad, I don't really have a fucking opinion on because it's like, I don't know. It's it's a slippery slope argument because if I say, well, this isn't that serious. And then they're like, well, what about? And it's like, yeah, I guess it could be. But like, for example, Ryan, Taylor Swift may come in to do the morning mashup, right? Right. You guys obviously want to have Taylor Swift on. It's good for the show. It's good for SiriusXM, whatever. Yeah. And they might say, hey, Taylor will come on, but you cannot ask her if she plans to dye her hair brown. Ever. You can't do it. And maybe you guys say, all right, fuck it. We won't ask her that. You know what I mean? Like It's, it's, uh, those, those, let's say I've been presented with that scenario. And, and unless it's something where you're like, cause most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the time it's like, yeah, listen, that's stupid. Like, we're not going to ask it anyway. Like, not an issue, but like, but the real answer is, um, no, that's your job. We're going to ask the question. Mm-hmm. And it's our job to ask the question. We don't work for you. Mm-hmm. And um, have your client prepared with a response. Uh-huh. If, the, if that response is, I, I have no comment, then we'll respect that and move on. But also... But, but, but like, but when like, you give that response, sometimes the response you get is, all right, well, then we're not fucking coming in. I disagree with that. I think that a lot of people are scared of that response. But at the end of the day, you probably won't get it. And you'll get more respect at the end of the day if you hold your ground inte- with on the journalistic integrity. Yes. You'll hold your ground. Because then when something bad happens, when there is a real something to be done. Like, yeah, they'll come to you for album releases and publicity and things like that. But when you want the real interview, they don't know not to go to you. And 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 so, um, like, you have to hold that line. 
And I think I, I think that a lot of people fear that if you push back, they won't do the interview or they won't do something like that. But those are those that's being scared of the boogeyman. I think I think they will do the interview because they need the publicity. And the thing is, when you because I've done this and I've lived it and now people don't tell us that as much anymore mm-hmm. because they know that if we do ask the question and someone says they don't want to talk about it, we don't pry. And we've we've we're never disrespectful to anybody. Mm-hmm. Like over time, we've earned that respect. Yes, but but also what I'm saying is, you run the risk of them not coming. So if sure. you do that and they don't, that's fine. But that's why where I'm going with this is. So you see this, you see Adam Schefter doing this, and it's like, well, why the fuck would he do this? Do you still respect Adam Schefter after this? Did I respect him to start? Did you? Not really. I, I was just like, whatever. Do, do, like, I mean, what? like, I certainly, I, I don't think he's a magician anymore. You thought he was? Well, I mean, I, it was certainly like I maybe respected his, his networking skills. Yeah, but Ryan, how do you think all these fucking guys get this shit? Like, I, look there, at are, the- there are people that have integrity and get it done. And he's not one of them. It's all... I've all- you know that you know that I'm right. You know, like, listen, it's one way of getting it done, but there are also people that get it done with integrity. Is this not integrity? No. Why? Because he 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 he's he's a publicist for the NFL. Well, I think he's saying he's not I- a reporter. He's a publicist for the NFL. Well, he what 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 was the exact terminology he asked the guy? Basically, he said, Adam Schefter. Mr. Editor. Now, here's what he asked. Um, please let me see if you should be added, changed, or tweaked. Thanks, Mr. Editor, for that in the trash. Trush. Trust. I think is the Mr. Editor line is probably tongue-in-cheek. It's very cringy. It but, probably is, yeah. But... It's still... It's still... It's just... Where I'm going, it makes him look like a publicist for the NFL. Yeah, but they all are, in the sense that when somebody breaks an injury news, I follow four or five NFL reporters. They mm-hmm. all tweet it within forty seconds of one another. <laughs> right. My question being, so who? They're all just. They all have the same sources at the same time. Like, and and also, it's like if Jay Glazer goes on TV, and I love Jay Glazer, but he says I was talking with so and so, and they told me this, and it's like, well, they probably told you that because you told them some other shit. Like, this is how this fucking works. Yeah, they trade information. And sometimes, I and, think... And you don't... And it's not always trade that moment, but you have that relationship. Exactly. So yeah. sometimes, Adam Schefter is going to have to put a story out there that somebody wants out there so that he gets other stories. And that's why this is how the world works. I No, and that's... See, that's where I disagree with you. Okay. You that's can where disagree. I, where I, I'm yeah, right. I, but you I, can no, disagree. You're not, you're not. No, you're right in one way to do it. It's a way the world works. It's not the way the world works. You don't think this is probably the more pervasive way of how these shit works throughout the the world? Yes, but that's not this. But but that but that's not to say that it, that there aren't people out there that can do it with a little more integrity. Sure, that can be independent. That can you know. At the end of the day, I think that's what wins. It, it really comes down to: Do you think, you know, the NF is is this a serious enterprise? You know, like this this uh, reporting on the NFL is like reporting on movie rumors to me. I mean, I guess in the modern era, more so in the modern era, you can say that it should be serious because of um, the growing financial stakes mm-hmm. for you and I. I just, I mean. Now that now that now that sports gambling is a real thing, mm-hmm. people like Adam Schefter actually just you know, and maybe people like what Adam Schefter is being accused of doing. I mean, I guess my question is 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 bad for gamblers. Why? It's it's bleached information. Have were you under the impression that Adam Schefter was a hardcore like journalist? Like really nose to the grindstone, getting that that information, because it's been obvious way? for years that well, it's obvious for years that his information comes like direct from the front office or agents. Yeah. So he's the, he's who they had the relationship with. How he got that relationship? 
So you I, you don't think that for years he's they've just been telling him like say this stuff like basically it's the same thing. He's like, I'm going to say this. Is this correct? As opposed to them being like, yeah, we want to do a deal for $25 million in five years. Put that out there. It's the same shit. It, it is, but like, I mean, like another way, and I'm not even going to comment on the uh, on the morality of it one way or the other, right? Mm-hmm. But you can get that information by trading, by not doing anything. You can get You can get the sort of information you're talking about by sitting on other things. I mean, Adam Schefter could just be following around players to strip clubs or following around general managers to, to, to hookers on the corner. That would require Adam Schefter to be an actual reporter. But, but you get what I'm saying, right? That like you don't have to, you don't, you can, you can find other ways to elicit information from people without necessarily, um, you know, putting down your Let me integrity. tell you this. I don't think you can do that and be Adam Schefter. Maybe. I don't think you, you can be on TV and be well known and be and be that reporter. I mean, but you might be able to say, you know, I won't publish this story about this person's drug habit if you tell me who you just signed. Okay, is that morally good? Is that integrity? Because it doesn't sound I'm not, I'm like not, it is. That's it's 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 a little more of a gray area. Oh fuck off! You're, 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 you've just made the same argument. Like, it's a trade. No, it's a trade for information. But it, but a, it's 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 your information. Okay, it's information but, you but, got. But you're at the end of the day, you're like, I'll bury this and say this other thing if you tell. Like you're still you're not like the purest person in that scenario. No, but you're not. You're not doing their dirty work. It's like you're in control, and it's information you obtained. Okay, but you're still burying a, a a player with a drug problem. That seems like a you know a breach of integrity. No, you're burying that story. I mean, maybe, but maybe you know more than them, and you know that he's got a chronic pain problem, and you'd feel like a shithead writing it anyway. What the fuck? Now we're just concocting a scenario that like I know it's fun, isn't it? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> about ready to uh, to wrap this one up. Uh, I'm happy that you don't have breast cancer. I, Thank you. I, I think that that's, you know, very good news. I didn't know that I should have been worried about that the whole time for the past I couple weeks. But I didn't know either. But, yeah, that was, that, that's was that been going on behind the scenes. Okay. All right. Any big plans this weekend? Uh, I'm, I'm heading to uh, Florida. Oh. All right. Yeah. So on Monday uh, on Monday night, we'll be doing, you'll be doing the show from Florida or I wherever? I believe so. I believe so. Fun. Fun. All right. Uh, any thoughts before we get out of here? No, that's it. All right, be here tomorrow. Bye. Goodbye.